Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 17. I'm Todd. This is AJ. Hello. And uh, like I said, I can't believe this, but we are at episode 17. 17, 1 7. And you had wanted to take a break at and 15. This is not happening. And it hasn't happened. <laughs> I don't know if I said our names. I'm pretty sure it did, but you once did. more. Okay, good. I knew that. <laughs> so, hey, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited. This is insane, man. It really is insane. God, been... 17. I know that um, thanks to other people sharing this stuff and and being behind this ministry and interacting with it, we have reached people in West Virginia, Kentucky, Louisville. Uh, yeah, Louisville, that's, that's a city. Louisiana, <laughs> uh, various places, which is mind-blowing. Uh, it really is, man. It's surreal. Texas. Um, Texas. Texas. Uh, yeah. I think we got one of the Carolinas. Yeah, we? North Carolina. That's yep. right. North Carolina. So crazy, man. It's just super surreal. You know, we talked about maybe trying to do an episode about just people, you know, giving people... A glimpse of you know like stories exactly. Man. I really do think we need to do it, that. It would be cool. You know, it's it's super cool to be here. Um, man, you hit it run. You hit it right in the nail, man. I can't speak you. <laughs> it's gonna be a great episode. Yeah. So. Well, that's how we start things out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It really is. I and I honestly, I we thank you guys because yes. um, I thought about this a few. We said this before, but I really started thinking about it. If this was just you and me, and the guys and ladies in this room that film. And that's all it was, the production team and us. Then this would reach like five people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that'd be cool if that didn't, if that didn't uh, help people, encourage them. But the fact that people are joining us in that, every time yeah. they share, every time they like, every time they watch, yep. because of the way these algorithm, algorithms work, you know, it reaches more people. So, so you, wild. those of you, particularly those of you that watch this every week and make this a priority, you're all part of this ministry. You really mm-hmm. are. And that's just an incredible thing. It really is. So, um... Yeah, I'm excited. I think I think we got a lot going on. I know before we get into it, we talked about kind of letting them – let's just let them know a little bit. We're sure. talking about taking real talk on the road. That's a real thing. Yeah, that's – Started out as something small and kind of a joke, and we're legitimately in the process of it's, yeah, planning it logistically. I, man, right? Different states even. Yes, and it's wild to think about. You know, this is one thing that I just want to, you know, brag on our church for a second. But, like, you know, before I started coming to this church – I was always just like an idea guy where I have all these ideas. I'm like, that's cool, but it's never going to happen. You know, you just make these ideas, get excited about it for like a day or two, and then it's done. You know, one thing that this church has done, it's, it's, it's taken ideas and it's made them reality. Mm. And that is so incredible. And it's, it's honestly, it's an adjustment. Like, <laughs> because it's like, it's like, I dream, and then it's like, oh, it's happening. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's super surreal. So, uh, yeah, go on the road. It's like you said, it's a true possibility. It's something that's gonna, that's more than likely going to happen, and it's We're so willing, wild yeah. to think about, man. So, yeah, we've got another, you know, other exciting things to keep. We mentioned this last week, mm-hmm. but for the people that watch this, you know, we this sounds so ridiculous, and we, maybe we are crazy, but we're <laughs> planning a documentary. Yep, uh, that we're going to film kind of concurrently with this. That would be the plan to do it at the same time as we take mm-hmm. it on the road, so we can get right. multiple things done. What's the documentary about? Eh, we might tell you later, but we'll keep it under wraps for now. We're not sure. <laughs> we know what we're doing. We yeah. don't know where the information is going to take us. That's right. And that's exciting too. So, man, this is – I like that you said that. I kind of had a discouraging week. We'll talk about – I mean discouraging couple days. We'll talk yeah. about that briefly. But when you bring that stuff up and then sitting here and dreaming about it and where we're at, it, you know, that kind of helps bring me mm-hmm. out of that. So Absolutely. anyway, thanks for letting us ramble. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of questions. <laughs> yes, we do. But before we do – we do this every week. I yeah. think that's beneficial to people. How's your week been? What's going on? Um, my week has been pretty good. Uh, it's funny that you said these last couple of days have been kind of discouraging because I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Um, I definitely feel like I've been in this weird place. We kind of, I kind of briefly discussed it earlier with you. 
um, where I've been thinking about like 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 how many like how long is it gonna take for me to get things and like like do things better, mm. you know? Because like we, I feel like. And, you know, you were encouraging, saying, you know, I think you've gotten better. And I, like, I believe that. I think I've gotten better in a lot of areas. But then there's those, those certain areas that just don't seem to get better. Like, mm-hmm. they don't seem to improve. And, and uh, I guess for me, that's really frustrating because I know, like, obviously, I don't want to, like, let people down. Or I don't want to, you know, like, frustrate people in, in my lack of improvement in these areas. So I think it stresses me out. And I think... Uh, like like I said, it makes me wonder like like how how many times do I need to, do I have to suffer or get frustrated in order for this to get better? <laughs> it's interesting that you said I don't want to let people down. Do you yeah. think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from? Is that deep down? You Absolutely. Think? Like I think uh, it can definitely hinder that progress. Yeah. Um, and I think it just depends. It's weird. It's this weird process because like obviously nobody's perfect. So like like when things don't go the way they're supposed to be, sometimes that like people can depending on the day they're having that can affect people you know yeah, and sure. so then you're thinking like man i affected them in that wrong way and it's oh, just it's a weird chain sort of. exactly and now and then and, but then on the on the other hand there's days where people are in a good place or in a better place than you are and they can lift you up in that moment so it's really weird how that chain works like yeah but, what if you actually you know thought that people didn't look at it as you letting them down but just as walking it out with you you know yeah not just saying it but I know you know this because I think you would say, hey, do you think the people in your life are literally – they're just disappointed with you and you're a failure to them? When you think of it that way, your answer would probably be no, mm. right? But you feel that way. Yeah. So it kind of goes back. It makes me think of what we talked about a few weeks ago that you know you have to have grace to grow mm. and, and letting yourself know that the people around you aren't here to just point out where you've dropped the ball, but right. they're here to – to say, hey, we can do better, and how can I help you do that? That's you know, good. And get encouraging, because I think that's it, man. That's a, It was a really deep thing that you said, that I don't want to let people down, and you kind of just slid that in there, yeah. or I'm letting people down, because I think that's the root of most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And why are we afraid? Now, this one gets really deep. What happens if you let them down? What's the fear there? Like, hey, they're, um, they they look at you, you're constantly letting them down. I think, I'm, I think for me personally, I'm in this weird place, because... Um, it goes it's, – it's, it's a subtle difference between head knowledge and then actually believing it in your heart. I think my head knows that they're going to work with me because they love me, and then I think my heart thinks that like I'm just a constant burden. So what's going like, to happen I don't if you're think a people are gonna, I don't think people are going to necessarily leave me, but I think they're just going to like put up with me. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they're kind of like, they're like, well, there's AJ. Like, I, I, you know, you know, since I'm called to do this, I'm going to love this guy, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But your value to them still kind of dependent on how well you, you do yeah, things. Exactly. It's yeah. a weird thing. So it's not weird, man. I think that's, that's so many people. I think you're speaking for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We think that our value to everyone is dependent on our, our actions and mm-hmm. how useful we are to them. And yeah. You know that's that stinks. But just so you know, man, your you know your worth to me is not based on what you do for me. Mm. So I appreciate and love you regardless, and I know Thank a lot you. of other people do too. So and I know you know that, but you need to hear it too. And it's okay to have those those times. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. And I have legitimately, at least in the areas that I know you tend to be hard on yourself. I mean, you. I mean, we're pretty honest with each other. If yeah. I thought that, I'd tell you, and I don't see that at all. <laughs> I see you killing it. So. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? How are you doing? I know you kind of said the last couple of days have been discouraging, but yeah, you know. But we'll tell them. We'll tell them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I was talking to a few friends, different 
different conversations, sort of the same idea, yeah, but differently. And that's cool how the Holy Spirit works. It uses people <laughs> different ways. But, you know, I think I've said this before. So everyone, if you meet me, you, mo- most people would tend to say I'm pretty bold, pretty, I seem like I'm not afraid unless mm-hmm. you're really close to me. You know, I just don't care what people think and all that and that. And I'm not saying that there isn't some validity to that in comparison to some people. But the truth is those that know me well, I'm always questioning myself. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, I always know I'm not good enough on my own. Yeah, um, I always have to cling to the truth of Scripture and who God says I am because if I think about myself and my past and everything I've ever done, then I'm just lost. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm terrible. That being said, um, and also if I think that something like one of my biggest ways, one of the biggest ways that I can end up doubting myself and what I'm doing is if I feel like something I have done has hurt other people or is affecting them in a negative way. So like if if something I'm doing makes someone not like me, let's yeah. just say I don't I don't that that's probably where the I don't care comes in, mm. but unless it's people I know well. But if if something I do or say causes it to hurt you because yeah. people view, let's say even real talk, pe- people it, let's say I said something, people hate me, so then I hate real talk, which means they don't like something you're involved in, then that hurts you, that wow. bothers me. Gotcha. And then I start going, ah, like I'm a monster, you know, you, mm-hmm. the same thoughts that, yeah. So I had a lot of, it's been good to be reminded of what the truth is, that we live in a world at war, that things aren't easy. Mm. Um, and just choosing to do that. Cause I had a really good day. I know Sunday I was super excited, super encouraged, ready to charge the world. And then after I kind of was like, Whoosh. it's weird how that does it. Yeah. In the last couple of days. So all that to say, I think I was still kind of there, and then just some conversations even today in the last two hours. I've been kind of encouraging in and reminded of truth, which mm. is why it's so important to have community and real yes. talk. No kidding. So man. that, That's, like you said, yeah. those days where I'm down here, someone may be able to speak into me and say, hey, remember. Yep. And so hopefully that will always go around, right? Like the mm-hmm. day that person may be struggling, I can speak truth in, yes. into their life. So That's so good. Yeah, man. It's all real. Like that. Yeah. So but, anyway, that's kind of how it's going. Sure. Um, that's what's... I find very interesting about you is you tend to you don't let people's like direct opinions about you you don't necessarily let that affect you it's just like when it involves other people Mm -hmm. that's when it really gets to you and like that's that sucks but I also like I can see why that is because I feel like that's kind of how it's supposed to be because like it tells you know the Bible tells us not to really worry about us but worry about others so as soon as like something that you've done if you feel that that it negatively affects someone else Mm -hmm. that's when you're like ah Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I don't want to hurt. And I had a friend say it earlier, and it's true. He's just, you know, I'm a, I'm sort of a defender personality. Yeah. I actually, remember going to a, this is a counselor years ago, and he, he called it a justice. Like I'm mm-hmm. a guy that wants to fight for other people and stuff. So that mentality, um, that means I even want to protect them from me, right? Like I want to mm-hmm. even protect them from the the negative mm-hmm. consequences or negative influence or whatever. So yeah, it, that's true. It's weird. Um, same situation too like let's say I do something someone says something to me I might just eat it right like okay cool whatever man I don't care what you think same exact thing happens and then someone says something to you and I'm like a ravenous Wolverine which still doesn't always make it uh, isn't great so just so thankful for God's grace and yeah. and you know walking forward man a lot of good stuff happening here and it's, it really is it's funny how you can you can have a thousand good things happening and sometimes you have that one mm-hmm Thing that's discouraging, that's and right. you can start to only see that. Mm-hmm. Overlooks everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's really good. Cool. 
Well, I guess we can uh, jump in. I'll ask first today. Sure. We've got several questions. All right. So I need to take a minute. So that's a good one, 10. All right. How do I continue to love people who were once believers? So we write this down as they mm-hmm. send it to us. Yep. My guess is they mean someone maybe claimed they were a believer, were Christian, living like it, and now they walk off. And, and the way this kind of reads to me is this person's like aggressive towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe even mocking towards your faith now. Sure. I know people like that. So how do I continue to love people who were once believers and now aren't? Um, or at least, you know, they said they were believers and now aren't. So the first thing that came to my head when I was thinking about this is the Bible tells us that people who who are not open to this faith, they're literally not going to understand. Mm-hmm. So I know I've heard you talk about, like, how can we hold those people to the same standard as we do believers, and we really can't because they, they just literally – like it doesn't click in their mind. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So in this instance, if it's somebody who used to who, – who was a believer – Claimed to be at least. Yeah, yeah. they claim to be, and then now they're not. Were they ever a believer to begin with? So I think we have to treat them as an unbeliever. So you then, then how so do you, you have love to, So you have to love yeah. them in the same sense of how does it look mm. like to love, love an unbeliever. You know, so it's good. Um, you just have to love them where they're at. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to speak, you know, biblical truth into their life because it's not going to make sense. But, but you can always love them in the same sense as you would anybody else out there. You know, so that means, you know, not just having them fall away, you know, checking up on them, you know, using using your knowledge of biblical truth and doing your, the best you can to apply it to life for an unbeliever, you know. Yeah, that's really good, man. I don't really have a lot to add to that. I think what you said is true. You love them where they're at. And yeah. um, one thing I will say, and to piggyback off that, you know, I know I don't believe this. You don't, we don't believe that people who, um, I believe that you can't, when you're saved, you're saved. Yeah. Like Jesus doesn't let go of you. Now, what does that mean, Todd, when people walk away? Well, it means one of two things. Mm-hmm. It means what you said, which is once they were never a believer to begin with. That's right. Or number two, that they're a prodigal, possibly, using that mm-hmm. term. And right now they're running off, and, and someday they'll come home. Either way, our response to them doesn't change. You know, Jesus yes. said love your enemies, and he also said love your, your neighbor as yourself. So I like that you said love them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does that mean that you always have to be in deep friendship with people to love them no No. i don't think so Mm -mm. so loving them just means treating them the way you'd want to be treated yes you know if you're interacting with them you don't you don't treat them like they're beneath you below you you know all those kind of things but it also doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with with people i I agree you know that's not realistic sometimes Mm -hmm. so love's an action that's something great too if you're if you're saying to yourself well how do i you feel guilty because you don't feel affection towards Mm -hmm. them we talked about this sunday a little bit affection's a feeling love's an action so you're choosing to love them. What is it? Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. You know all those things that Scripture says. So be kind to them. That's you know, good. Be man. patient with them. So I thought yes. you, what you said was was right on. Thank you. I said that weird. Yeah, um, I like. It. Let's get it going. <laughs> all right. So I got. If God says that He will care for our needs, then why are there people who die from starvation or thirst? Ooh, that's a real question. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. Simple answer, uh, sin. An easy way to describe this, and you, people may have seen this analogy. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, in our church, David, mm-hmm. if he's watching. Or he was like, he's in the room with us. Weird. weird. Um, but if, have you ever seen the thing that – there's a video where they talked about – they sort of had 
it had these three cups. One was mm -hmm. with water, and it said, this is you, and they drop a food coloring, whatever okay. else in it. And you drop it in, and it colors the whole thing black. Okay. It's still liquid. Yeah. Right? Now, in this case, they use it to, to discuss being saved. So they what they do is say what Jesus does, he, he bleach, whatever it is, you drop it in, and it turns it back to clear. Mm -hmm. It's pretty powerful. But I like the image of that because it, sin is not just affected. Um, sin has affected everything. Um, so starvation, disease, all those things happen, right? Yeah. Now where things get really deep is let's pretend we lived in a world today where everyone followed God and loved their neighbor as herself all the time. Would anyone ever starve or die of thirst? No. Not no, unless they're not, so. not, not very often, right? No. Because if I if I have, I'm gonna share with you, you know? So but the, that's just the issue with starvation and thirst and death and all that stuff. But the smaller going back to the actual question, which says if God says he will care for our needs, which is a good one, right? And the, most of the time they're referencing the verse that says, Hey, look at the sparrows. Do they not do they worry about what they're gonna eat or drink? No, you're worth more than many sparrows, etc. This is Matthew. But what is the definition of needs? Mm. He says, don't worry about what you will eat or drink. He doesn't say, like, what, what are needs? What, is it, what does it mean to provide our needs? Yeah. Um, providing our needs at the end of the day is what we need, not always what we want. And this is where it gets interesting. So let's say there's a situation where, I don't know, our plane crashes in the Alps and yeah. I'm starving to death. Is God not good anymore? Hmm. No, because at the end of the day, what I'm trying to wrap all this around, I know I'm all over the place, is none of that would have happened had sin not entered this world. If we had done things the right way, none of this would have happened. There would have been no car crash. God is still good, right? This world is infected. He's in the process, and someday he has told us what's going to happen at the end. At the end, he's going to come back and fix it all. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, there's going to be crying and pain and death and trials and tribulations and all these other things because of the nature of sin. Some of it... Outside of our control, disease, all the other stuff, and some of it is in our control. You know, people are selfish and they're murderous and they're envious and they do these things to each other. So I think this question is is it depends on why you're asking this. Are you asking this because you're mad at God that bad things happen? So we're mad at him because we did what he told us not to do, and now we're dealing with the consequences of that. Mm. And the truth is he's so good that he's he's literally going to fix the consequences of it. But it's in his timing, not ours. Yep. So he does say he'll provide our needs. I think the, the question we have to ask ourselves is, do you always know what your needs are? And are your needs, you know, man will not, man does not live on bread alone, but by the very word of God. We, we tend to go, okay, yeah, he, that means that we can't just eat. But I think it's deeper than that. What's the, what's the realest need that humanity has? Man. It's to be saved and healed from mm. the sin that's inside of us. So. I don't know. It's a hard question to answer because some of it, I mean, I get it. Why? It's right. really what it boils down to is that question everyone asks. Why do bad things happen? You know, why do bad things happen to good people? Yep. Um, you know, I don't know the answer to that all the time. Here's what I do know. God is good. God is just. Mm. And God has promised to take care of us and that everything that happens is in the overall for our overall good and for the good of, you know, his plan. Yes. Um, I don't know how it all fits together sometimes. No, man. And I don't think that's... Like you said, that's one of those kind of questions where it is hard to answer. Like we don't know that every exactly. situation. No, we don't. But I, you know, but then sometimes I think crazy. Like I don't know, man. Like I 
think the the easiest way to put it is is that this was not the original plan. Sin causes all this crap, and yep. at the end of the day, he's going to fix it. That's what we do know. Yep. And that in the meantime, that even if we pass from this world, that's not the end. Yeah. Right? I think you're right. And I think us as humans, we just sometimes we don't think that kind of an answer is enough. We're not an eternal mindset. Yep, you're right. So then we, we look for more. Yeah. <laughs> Which I get. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I used to, I'll be completely real with you. One of the war, before I became a Christian, I remember this is going to sound crazy kind of, uh, maybe now, but one of the worst things for me, I remember seeing those, do you remember those commercials they have for like St. Jude's Hospital? And you see the little mm. babies yep. that are bald and in pain from mm-hmm. cancer. And I remember thinking, I was like, how in the world? Could God let that happen? Mm. How in the world? Literally, that was my thing. I, I could deal with starvation, all that, but that for some reason stuck with me until mm-hmm. I had this realization at some point in my journey of he, he didn't cause this. Mm. Right? This is the ramifications of our, our disobedience. It's like saying, you know, that old lesson, we, that old thing we said. We talk about the burning house is on fire and how to get out of it. Well, let's go to the beginning. God says, hey, don't take the gasoline and pour it on here and light a match. Because if you do, bad things are going to happen. And we're like, and then we're mad that everything's burning. Mm. Um, And what a good God that even though it's burning, he says, I'm going to provide a way out. Yep. That's so good, man. I ramble. I've had a lot of caffeine. It's okay. I think that's really good, man. Like, I think that's going to get people to think. All that, so I hope you ready. Yep. This one's kind of interesting because it goes along with the first one I asked you, kind of a little differently. The last one was, "How do you love people that were once believers?" Mm-hmm. Now, how do you love those that have continually wronged you, even though you don't want to? So, mm-hmm. they, so now we take it a step further. They literally continually hurt you. Hmm. That's a man. That's such a good question. That's something that I've thought about before, and. I've always come back to, you know, I continually wrong God all the time, man. <laughs> and he still loves me. He still recklessly chases after me all the time. I'm just literally this little kid, and he is always going, all right, son, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> you know, so, and we're called to love each other like that. You know, like that's, good, that's what it's supposed to be like. So if someone's continually wronging me, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm just going to sit there and take it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to run away, you know, I'm not going to cast them away, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think people get this sense of like, like loving somebody is just letting them walk all over you. Yep. That's not what it is, you oh, know. Um, it's really good. If someone's continually wronging you, like, like, like approach them about it, like, hey, these things hurt me, you know. And if those things continue, you know. Take somebody else and go, hey, like, 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 what's going on with this? Why are you doing this? You know? And then I think people also think love is kind of like what you said earlier was people think that these, these relationships have to be super close and like you have to be in constant like, like relationship with this person in order to have a relationship. That's not necessarily true. Like you can, you can in a sense distance yourself and still love somebody. Yeah, and do you even have to be in a relationship with them to love them? Not, no, as an not necessarily, no, because honestly, if that was the case, then we wouldn't have true relationship. Well, we wouldn't love the person at the gas station because I don't exactly. have a relationship with them exactly. or the person at the yes. restaurant. So then mm-hmm. I can't love them, you know? No. Yes. So um, that's really good, yeah. You know, I don't know if I directly answered the question, but – I think you did. I think that, you know – it. You especially use yourself an example in the way God pursues us, even when yes. we constantly spit in His face. Mm-hmm. So, 
to jump off what you said, what does love look like? Loving that person might look different than loving your best friend. Yeah. But loving them sometimes means just not punching them in the face, not trying to hurt yes, them back. That's good. You know, it doesn't mean you got to sit there and continue to talk with them. There have been people in my life um, that I don't have a relationship with, partly because I'm, it hurts me and I'm afraid I'm going to hurt them, you know, whether it's verbally or whatever. So there's a distance there. But I know that I pray for them. I know if they were to come to me or need anything, that I would do my best to that's right. offer them that. Um, that's good. Yeah. So because I think, I think, like you said, I think that, that, that speaks right there. Like, that's how you love someone who continuously hurts you. Like, and pray for that. You know, it yes. talks about we. This is kind of getting prayer is so real. Yeah, it kind of gets <laughs> a little deep, but it's interesting that when it talks about love, First Corinthians thirteen, love is patient, love is kind, and all that. He actually talks about it right in the middle of talking about spiritual gifts. So he talks about healing and teachers and apostles and all these things, and then he says, "Let me show you an even better way, love." So it's that kind of love can only come that agape can only come through God. So like, pray that God helps you. Helps you to love them that way. Helps you to lit, you know, to live out of the, that kind of spirit, mm. um, and and trust that you, you know, it doesn't mean you don't feel angry. It doesn't mean all of those things. I think so many times we, the way we view love is so weird. We think that it means a feeling. You yeah. have to like them. Let's mm -hmm. be real. Sometimes you don't even like the people you're loving. No, because but it's not that feeling of love. It's that action. So yes, that's so good, man. Yeah, that's awesome. This you're is up. Good stuff. Yeah, I think that so. That makes me think all the time. Um, next question. Do I need a degree to lead a church? Do I need a degree to lead a church? Mm -hmm. uh, well, it certainly helps. Um, no, I don't think you need a degree in the sense, because if that were the case, what about the churches in China? Uh, the church, you know, not that they don't have degrees there, or in the jungles, you know. They're, a church, what is a church? A church is a group of believers, mm -hmm. right, that are together, yes. worshiping, um, so with a little c. So clearly, even in the old, or the, I'm sorry, the New Testament period, they they didn't have a school. <laughs> yes. Now here is a key, though. Do I think I think that you need to be wise, and I think that there is so much benefit to, for lack of a better word, having a mentor. Mm. Um, so why, you know, what we do see in the New Testament church is mentorship. So we had an older, more mature believer who is mentoring and teaching someone how to, to live as a, a believer, you know, all of that stuff. They would live life together. They would watch and learn how to do that. That's so important. Absolutely. And what school has done is sort of replace that because we don't really have a place for that anymore. So do I think that – do you have to have a degree? Certainly not. Do I think that, you know, in, in lieu of having a mentor and having those kind of things that – Solid biblical training is good, sure. But if you needed a degree, then boy, um, well, first off, the church wouldn't be where it's at. Today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, number. I hope I'm answering that question. Overall, do you have to have? Of course not. God can do what God wants to do. Mm, that's good. And a lot of times, you're going to see it from the fruit of it. Um, but regardless, you know, look to the description of what an overseer should be. Mm. Uh, Timothy talks about that and the qualifications. It's pretty serious stuff. Mm. So I hope that answers the question. You think yeah. that answers the question, guys, in the room to a degree? It makes you think of Peter. No? Yeah. Um, yeah, Peter. All, all of them. Paul, Paul training Timothy. So, no, don't let anyone tell you, you know, why don't you want a degree? Sometimes financially, no. You know, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what. 
it doesn't hurt, you know? Sure. But I definitely believe there should be some sort of training. So whether that's within the church and you're getting, you know, mentored and taught, if that's available, take it. Yes. If you're in the jungles of Africa, and you know, that's not going to happen and God's going to equip you. Or if you're in the Australian outback or wherever mm -hmm. else, you know, that's, that's not the case. So Good I don't answer, know if that answered it. No, I think it did. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Here's a good one. What does it mean to be the leader in the home? My guess is they mean uh, the man is supposed to be a spiritual leader mm. in the home. So what does that mean? Um, I think we've had something similar to this before. We have. And I think it's, you were the one that had to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I've gotten any better. No, um, to be the leader in a home, um, I think that you are showing a good example of how what it means to be a follower of Christ. I like that. Um, and because I think I think people tend to get really um, specific with what it means to be a leader in a home. So like, well, I decide that if we eat pizza instead of Burger King, yeah, you know, yeah. go to pizza instead, or like, I decide their word is law. Exactly, it's weird. Yeah. So um, I think we get focused on those things way too much. It's you know, are you asking? Are you, are you asking the right questions to make sure people are where they need to be? Whether that's your wife or your son, daughter, whatever, you know, if, if you're involved, if, if you are um, making a conscious effort to better yourself so they can see that and that makes them want to be better. Yeah. Know? And like I said, you know, when they see that example, I think it's going to make them want to be better. Or are you aware? Are you, do you have that awareness of, you know, well, this doesn't seem right. I should, I should approach someone about this. You know, what, you know, it's that kind of leadership. I don't think it's, like I said, it's not that specific of, well, I'm going to make these decisions. Like, does it come down to that sometimes? Sure. You know, and I think it's also about your maturity. You know, are you, are you disciplined? You know, because if you are disciplined, then yeah, you are going to be able to lead better. Um, yeah, man. I yeah, I like what you said about into it. being uh, an example of a follower. Like, you mm -hmm. should be following Jesus, yes. because otherwise, where are you leading them? Exactly. Uh, the other thing I like to think when it, the, the scripture they're referring to typically is, you know, um, man is the head of the household, as Christ is the head of the church. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's look at that. How did that, Jesus that, that's lead sacrificial. us? Sacrificial. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're going to take the brunt of the hurt and the, and the mm -hmm. weight off. You know, Jesus gives us a perfect example, and he says that those who would be great among you must be a servant to all. So you need to be a servant. How do you serve your family? Serving them means you are the one who's working sometimes, right? Like, yes. Like we have this mindset. I think at the end of the day, my personal opinion is you are to provide for the needs of your family hmm. the best you can. Sometimes physically you can't do that, but then what other areas are you are you stepping up? Where are you? You are the person who is pushing your family towards Jesus, hmm. providing for them, taking care of them in all ways, but especially spiritually. That's good, right? Like. And I like what you said. They're going to see that from your example. If you're not disciplined, if you're not in the Word, if you're not seeking after God, then how are you going to lead them to that? That goes from your family and kids. Yes. So that's really good, man. I think that I think you hit the nail on the head. Awesome. Uh, what is the meaning of BC and AD, and why does it matter? Uh, it's a kind of a random question because it doesn't necessarily <laughs> affect uh, scripture or the mm -hmm. church, but history degree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the meaning of BC? BC means before Christ. And AD is a Latin word. I believe it's like a something, a, something. A, I mean, I want to. I'm an Adonis or something. I want to look it up now. Sure. Because um, I, I want to give them. It is the actual AD word. Because I want to give them is. 
Anno Domine, in the year of the Lord. Uh, that's what it is. So B.C. before Christ, A.D. in the in the kind of the Julian calendar, the Gregorian calendar. There's a calendar that was made, and essentially it's just a way that the typical way that the Western world has kept track of history and time. Yeah. So everything before Jesus' birth and everything after Jesus' birth, and that's just kind of like how we have hmm. separated history. Yeah. Interesting though, isn't it? it tells you the power of the church um, in early culture that we still yeah. to this day use. Use that. Yeah. Even if people like will, like they don't claim it, there's like wool in BC and AD. Yeah. Which today that would never happen. So interesting. Yeah. So why does it matter? It just matters as far as timekeeping, for lack of a better word. It helps us sure. know when things happened in history. That's good. Much it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Are you out? I'm out. All right. Let's see. Uh, I looked at this word and for a second I was like, I'm not going to enunciate that right. And I was like, yes, I will. So uh, what irrefutable facts nice. can I give to logical unbelievers to prove the existence and the importance of Jesus? What irrefutable facts? Okay, mm -hmm. so... I want to answer this a little different way. I always tell people that I love discussing philosophy, theology, apologetics, defending the faith with people. If they're willing, if they're truly seeking. That's good. Most people, I'm going to say this, most people that come to you and say, prove to me with irrefutable facts are not actually open to the even the existence of God or a creator. They, mm. they, their, their hearts are not open to that. Right. I don't it's typically, yeah, I don't yeah. get into debates with him. So there's a difference between someone who goes, prove it to me. He doesn't exist and tries to hammer you with these things versus someone who says, I mean, I, I guess, but what about this? Mm. Um, so let me preface by saying that. depends. If someone came to me and said, give me any irrefutable facts of Jesus or I'll never believe it. I'd be like, okay, well, I can't make you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. What do you mean? Also, I would say, what's irrefutable? Here's what's so funny. You're going to get real deep. I'm ready. Most of you. Why do you, you believe George Washington existed? Why? Mm. Because a book told you he existed, because there's paintings of him, and because somewhere out there somebody told you that his dentures are around. Weird story. People say that you know, he's wooden dentures. So we have – you actually never met him, seen him. You haven't looked at his bones. You have no reason to believe that George Washington – oh, I have things he wrote. Mm. Well, how do you know I didn't write it? Just sign George Washington. My point is is that – Irrefutable facts. We have what we call logic for a reason. Clearly, they they're willing to believe those things in relation to historical figures. Even Julius Caesar. Let's go back even farther. How do you know? Does Julius Caesar exist? I mean, I would say he would. Well, sure. That's his. We teach it in history books. Yeah. He existed. Did he? Uh, was he emperor of Rome? How do we know? Did he do all the things he said he did? How do you know? Because some something says it on a coin. Like yeah. What I'm trying to say is it's funny that we have different standards for historical irrefutable facts depending on whether we're talking about Jesus and Christianity or anything else. <laughs> so uh, that being That's said, good. that being said, I will give you some. Jesus of Nazareth existed. No good historian will tell you he did it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, using the C.S. Lewis quote, you've heard me say it a million times. That mean, You have to decide. So let's just start there. He existed. Now what? There's only real three options here. One is he was a liar. He literally lied. Yep. He knew what he was doing. He lied for whatever purpose. Two, um, he was a lunatic. He was insane. He thought he was, right? Or three, he was who he said he was, which is the son of God. That's it. Yep. Logically. What are some other facts? There are historical facts outside of – I actually have some of them. Writings from non-Christians. Historical. Well, Todd, they – 
That doesn't matter. Well, it mattered for Julius Caesar, so why does it matter here? Mm. That reference, um, the crucifixion, that reference crazy things happening, like the darkening of the sky, um, earthquakes during his crucifixion, which would line up with the Bible's interpretation of things Yeah, um, and what happened. Now, I know that there are arguments against that, but again, I'm just giving you some facts that exist. What, what you do with them is up to you. Mm. We can look at um, creation and ex- you know, this is where I could get someone's going to read this and want to have a debate with me. And this is why I don't do that. Because if you come from a worldview that says it is not possible for the supernatural to happen, then nothing I tell you will will suffice. Mm. Because your mind refuses to accept it. Right. Uh, what else? Um, let's look. At, I've always found this fascinating. So if you're going to start a religion that has spread throughout the world and has affected history, why in the world would you choose a group of fishermen? An outcast to do it. In a t- <laughs> you wouldn't. You would choose the emperor. Sure. Why not go to you know, Nero at the time and make it? I mean, that, that's, that's what you would do. You're not going to choose so, which points to God again. Why did God do it? Because if we're really logical, we're going to sit here and say, boy, that doesn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> yes. and they're going to point to other things too. I get it. Um, trying to think of other facts. See, this is where I can get into argument with people. Because they're going to tell you things are facts that aren't facts. So, for instance, evolution. I'm crazy, man. I want to get ripped apart, probably. <laughs> there is no missing link, for instance, right? So, I mean, there's. it just depends on what you mean by irrefutable facts. Yeah. Historically, if you were to look at things based on coincidence versus what logically makes sense, even the way the apostles died, all of them except one died in horrible ways mm. and literally had the choice. All they had to do, somebody's up here right now. And remember, these people traveled with him. So let's take Peter. Peter traveled with Jesus. So if he was a liar or a lunatic, Peter would have known. Peter literally was given the option. All you got to do is say that what happened, that what this Christ, that he's not Christ, that he was a liar, and I'm going to let you live. And he chose to be killed because he refused to accept that. <laughs> to me, that proves that someone who was there, right? That you know, I might cover your lie for you, but I'm not going to cover your lie to the point of my horrible, excruciating death. Mm. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I go on, kind of went on a tangent there, but I guess no, the, what you got to ask yourself if you're asking those, um, ask them what kind of facts they're looking for, mm. and use the example of George Washington stuff. I know it's kind of don't say it in a snotty way, but try to get it, it's all about getting people to think about what we've been indoctrinated to believe is irrefutable. Mm. Right? I could go even crazier. You want me to be really weird? How do you know the moon isn't made of cheese? How do you know the moon is it? Have you, have you been to the moon? Mm-mm. Well, we, nope. we, we've been there. We have pictures. So somebody told you that this video is from the moon. Yeah. I could go out right now in Arizona, find a place, and tell you that was on the moon. I'm not saying that's happened. I'm not saying we ever went to the moon. Don't go there. My point is most of us, <laughs> most of us literally believe that the yeah. moon exists and it's made of all this because someone told you right, that. Right. We take people's words for Yeah. Them. But so, we don't when it comes to Christ. Why? Yeah. It's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. Which... That alone, you want, to, want some facts? Why is Christianity hated typically, and particularly more than any other? Mm. Why will certain television programs mock Jesus, but they won't mock Muhammad? Or Buddha, or whoever. Just, it's more often than not. There's a reason. I don't know what, you know, that, that's weird to me. Anyway, good question, though. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, so how, much you time, how long have we been? Last one, is this or? the last one? Yep. Let's finish. All right. We're already here. Yeah. <laughs> do we actually go to heaven 
Will we be with God or just on earth still? Uh, if we're talking about before Jesus comes back, before the end times, we will go to heaven. How do I know that? Because he tells the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm. However, in the end times, we've talked about this before, there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and heaven will come to earth, right? And God will live with us the way it was meant to be from the beginning, right? We'll live with him. But this implies that, um, I'm assuming based on the question, they're talking about when you die. A believer dies before mm-hmm. then. You get the promise and something to encourage you. Jesus' own words on the, the thief on the cross said to him, please, Lord, remember me when you go to your kingdom, when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus looked at him, which is such a beautiful story, in the midst of his pain. After that guy mocked him earlier yeah. and says, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm. Not tomorrow, not 100 years from now, today. today. So beautiful thing. Mm. Hey, good questions today. Yeah, man. Uh, you really came at it. Love it. Dude, whenever I talk that much, I'm like, dude. So weird I say that. But the thing about it is, is I always walk away going, I rambled. I shouldn't have done that. Nah, man. It's always good stuff. Your rambling is gold. (laughs) Rambling is gold. I love it. Caffeinated rambling. (laughs) Um, Well, a couple of business type things. We've been doing this lately, and I don't think it's wrong. You know me and money. I feel weird about it. Yeah. Um, But if you're watching this, um, you know, hope you enjoyed it. If you want to donate to our ministry in any way, Fully tax deductible, by the way. But if you want to donate to our ministry, you go to www.theremnant.life slash give. And uh, it'll let you set up a one-time gift or reoccurring. You're welcome to join us in our ministry that way. That's www.theremnant.life slash give. Beyond that, an easy way to join us, and we would love, is if this blessed you, to like this video yes. and share it. If you haven't went to our Facebook page and liked it, that's another way to join us. Indeed. Go to our Facebook page, hit like and follow. The way Facebook works in social media is the more followers, the more likes you have, the more they put your message out. Yes. Uh, in general. That's just how it works from what I understand. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Um, What's that called? Ugh. Like a techno Anyway. I'm not sure. We also have a website, www.theremnant.life. There are some uh, blog posts up. There's older sermons. We're kind of getting up to date on those. If you would like to listen to some of our sermons from even the past few weeks, those are on our archive. And you can be a part of our Let's Be Better series and kind of listen and catch up on those. So cool. Um, We do go live for Real Talk. Live. Why did I say it that way? (laughs) We go live for Real Talk every Thursday at, what are we doing this week? Nine. Nine? Hmm. 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. So you can join us this Thursday. Mark in your calendars, 9 p.m. We go live. You can laugh with us. Hey, we're going to have that guy on eating that ghost pepper. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, it's the guy that cried when he ate a jalapeno. <laughs> so he's really going to struggle. I fear for his life. It might even be the only thing we do as we laugh. <laughs> uh, but come check that out. What we Do we have a guest this week? Uh, yes, it's going to be uh, the returning. return of Blake. That's right, the return of Blake. Turn of the Blake. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. there? Anyway, um, we would love to see you guys come hang out with us there. Am I forgetting anything? No, man. I think you hit it all. You got anything to share? Uh, thank you guys. Uh, I just, you know, I'll take a little bit of time to just thank you guys every single video because, like you said earlier, you guys are always adding to this ministry by sharing it, uh, sharing our videos, by watching them, you know, by liking them. Uh, it means a lot to me because I know, like, this has helped me grow. It's helped me. Uh, Honestly, just become better at speaking in general. Like, just even though I'm only in front of a camera, like, I'm still in front of an audience. So it's really cool because you guys have helped me in that instance as well. So uh, appreciate you guys and I love you guys. Uh, please share it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything else to add other than, yeah, my own personal thank you so much, truly, for what mm-hmm. you do. If you 
are in the northern, we're the Remnant Church, we're in northern Indiana, Columbia City, Indiana. If you are in the area and don't have a church home or um, just looking for a place to be encouraged and loved, we are here. We're, um, you can go to our Facebook page, it'll go to our website, it'll give you our address. We're 6 to 7, 15, 7.30 p.m. on Sundays, kind of different. Mm-hmm. We have a free meal, what we call community time, every week where we all just come together, eat some dinner before service, and hang out. Uh, that's pretty much it. We do love you guys so much. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We look forward to interacting with you this Thursday, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Other than that, we hope you have a great week, and God bless you.